to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. Hey, welcome to Thursday. Glad you're with us as we get ready to roll through another couple of hours of sports talk live and local just the way you like it. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, Tom Barfield, Ward White. Ward, good morning and how are you? Outstanding. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. good. It's another it's another great day in the heart of Texas. It's 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 a little crisp, cool maybe. It's it's not cold. It's cool, mm-hmm. but you know, it's 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 a nice morning. Okay. Now, tomorrow morning I may um you know, what are we talking about? 24, 25 degrees tomorrow morning when we get this radio thing started up for a fun Friday. It, mm-hmm. That may be a little cold, but might be. Uh, Little, but we're going to go with cool. So anyway, yeah, it's uh, right. thirty-four degrees. Feels like twenty-three. So I would say it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, how's it feel in the studio? By the way, very hot, toasty, very toasty. Okay, yes. good. All right. Thanks All to right, our so, friends down in Shooter. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. Why those guys down down in Studio E have to have to build a fire every morning? Yeah, I don't every know. Every morning, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh every time we try to put. The Cowboy lost to the 49ers to bed. Something else comes up. And I don't know. Did you hear Troy Aikman talking about yes. offensive production? I yesterday? loved it. Now, and we're, we've got the audio. We're going to play it for you a little later on. We're going to discuss it. I, I guess my question is, was he sitting, was he speaking in general terms about the league? because he mentioned other teams. Was that a indirect message to Kellen Moore? Was that an indirect message to Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy? Was that that an indirect point to to the quarterback throw the football? Well, I think it was... Who was he talking to? I think it was a little bit of both, and he he actually called out... He called out the Cowboys, too, in part of that. Oh, yeah. He was talking about the 49er game. And and he said, C.D. Lamb... And mentioned if you know Michael Irvin would have got ten catches by halftime. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the punch in the throat. <laughs> C.D. Lamb had one catch for the game, mm-hmm. and and that's that's the the, the punch in the throat. Uh, you know, you know when you watch the game like we do, kind of as a fan. I mean, I'm not. I don't know about you, but I'm not sitting there with my notepad and and taking game notes. Probably should, but. Just try to enjoy the game as a fan on you know on Sunday afternoon, laying on the couch, whatever the case may be. I didn't realize this. I knew it was fairly easy. Did you realize that forty? The best job in the in in the stadium is the guy operating the down box. Do you know he only had to move the down box one time on on that opening drive against the Cowboys? There was one second down. There were no third downs. There were no fourth downs. They went 75 yards, and they did it with nine yards, did one, so that was the second down, then 17, 11, 13, 15, touchdown. Yeah, it was pretty easy. They they gouged them. 
And don't and you know we and I know we talk about how many cowboy three and outs there are and the defense is back out on the field. This is the opening drive. Mm-hmm. This is the first drive of the football game. Get them off the field. Well, that's what you need to do. I mean, you need to find a way to get off the field if if you're that defense and uh, they weren't able to do that. And credit 49ers with a great game plan going in to be able to do that. Now, look, you you can you can see that sometimes on the first drive. But you got to make adjustments, and that's part of the that's part of the chess match of you know really good defense, and we've seen it even you know just name a good defense that that's had that happen to them sometimes, but they come back and they make those in game adjustments, and it doesn't happen again because they were able to go okay, because look, th- there's a lot of teams that go into that first drive and they've got the first 15 plays of the game probably scripted because that's that's what they feel like that they can get the upper hand with. And so sometimes it, it does give them that opportunity. But you're right. I mean, you got to find a way to get off the field uh, and give your offense an opportunity to get on the field. But even if you don't, even if it does unfold like that, you've got to make adjustments. And I didn't see that defense really make good adjustments until the third or fourth drive of the game. Well, I'm glad you said that because just looking at just looking at the numbers, the 49ers scored on five of their first six drives. Yes. They were a little slow to get into those adjustments. Now, granted, uh, after that opening touchdown, they were kicking field goals, but still, they were producing points. They were having positive results from their from their offensive drives. And and look, I I'm I'm you know me. Sometimes a punt's a positive drive if it flips the field. Cowboys weren't getting anything done offensively. No. I mean, they, they just weren't. And, you know, and defensively, they were a little slow about getting those adjustments going that you were talking about. Five of the first six drives ended up in points. And so you're chasing the rest of the day. And that's what the that's what Dallas did. They chased the uh, 49ers the rest of the day. Ward? And you can't do that. You cannot play in that situation where you're you're putting that much pressure uh, on your defense and turn around and you're putting that much pressure on your offense because Keller Moore, to me, can't handle that pressure, and that's part of what Troy Aikman's talking about. He, you know, he gets away from, you know, his playmakers and starts trying to be too cute and it's not setting things up like you need to do as offense uh, in this league. <laughs> You know, my big takeaway from Troy, uh, those comments, it was, it was, hey, look, it's not as complicated as you guys are making it. No, this game's not hard. It's still about blocking and tackling and execution. Find your guy, find your best guy, and get him the ball. Throw him open. Yeah, get him the ball. Anyway, uh, we'll talk a little bit about, excuse me, <clears throat> pardon me. We will talk about it a little bit later on in the program. I've got all kinds of things going on today. Baylor women won last night. Uh, great win for them last night. Uh, you know, that game was 10-10 at one point in the first quarter. And then Baylor went on an 8-2 run to end the quarter and never looked back and went on to uh, to get a nice win. We'll hear from Nikki Collin in our next segment. Uh, let's see, what else is going on? we got all kinds of good things coming your way. We're going to talk to uh, Bryce Cherry, the Waco Tribune Herald. Uh, Shehan Jayaraja is going to join us. We'll talk a little bit more about this Big 12 and 14 teams and all that. We'll talk to Shahan coming up in a few minutes. And then uh, uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about those Red Raiders and that basketball team that is really going well right now.
Yeah, they're playing well right now. And, look, they, they've been on that roll since, you know, the game before they came into Waco and got that big win against uh, the Baylor Bears that gave them that, the first game of that two-game losing streak that they were on. They were able to recapture the left side of the column against West Virginia. But, you know, Tech right now, if you look at this conference, they're they're red hot. Yep. Brandon Salise from RedRaiderSports.com is going to join us and uh, get us up to speed on everything that's going on with Texas Tech, and uh, we'll do that a little later on the program. Right now, uh, we want to welcome into the show Mike Gray from the Animal Humane Society. Mike, we were joking about the temperature, but uh, it, it is serious. you got to take care of these, these pets. They can't take care of themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good morning, guys. Yeah, this cold weather is uh, um, definitely serious when it comes to these animals, and you know, especially the ones that are uh, outside. You know, you want to make sure they have a good shelter, uh, some good insulation, uh, just a way to, you know, get out of the wind. The wind's what's really killer right now. So uh, just a, a way to keep warm and keep that wind off of them. So what, what, uh, what's going on at the Animal Humane Society and the animal shelter right now to, uh, to get these animals ready for these, for these uh, next few nights where it's going to be really, really cold? So we do have some, uh, some hay uh, still available if, if anybody needs it, um, and uh, blankets. We have blankets. Um, <clears throat> so you know, if you if you if you need hay, or if you know anybody needs hay, or any blankets or anything like that, come on by, um, and, and we'll we'll gladly give it to you for free, no charge. Uh, and we'd love to help out your animals. We're also uh, uh, definitely looking for some um, dog houses. I know we had that big dog house build off uh, a couple months ago, but. Uh, we're running low on dog houses, and so if anybody wants to, uh, you know, build a dog house or donate a dog house, we'd we'd love to have those so we can kind of pass those out uh, as needed in the community. Talking with Mike Gray and uh, Mike, you talk about things that you can you can help with. What are your needs? What 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 do you need us to help you guys with? Um. You know, I think just, you know, the more people we can get to come in and, and, and volunteer uh, and, and help, um, you know, care for the dogs. We have a, a relatively small staff on both city and humane society side. Uh, so the more people that, that are able to come in and, and kind of help uh, kind of shoulder that uh, that weight of, of helping all these dogs every day is always definitely needed. Um, always looking for uh, food donations, things like that. Um, really just... Uh, but yeah, I'd say probably volunteering and food are probably the two best uh, things we need right now. Mike, are there any materials that you need at the Humane Society on a daily basis? That if if folks are out getting something uh, at the store that they could just pick up easily and drop by. Yeah. So um, again, you know, like dog food is always needed. Uh, cleaning supplies. Um, you know. Even if, 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 you know, you want to get snacks or something for the staff and volunteers to, to snack on and kind of keep us energized and going. But I'd say probably the easiest thing to do, you know, would be uh, picking up a, a little bag of dog food or a little can of dog food or something like that. We can we definitely use that and uh, either use it for one of the dogs here at the shelter or use it for one of the dogs uh, here in the community. Will your numbers increase with this cold weather? They might. Um, uh, the new tethering law went into effect, you know, on, I think on Tuesday. Um, and so we're going to, you know, our intake numbers might be getting a little bit higher because of that. We're, we're doing everything we can to, to, to help with that as far as 
uh, getting out in the community and, and helping people secure fences so they can take the dogs off chains and all this and that. But uh, with this weather on top of that, intake numbers should be uh, relatively high this week. Mike, if someone's got something to drop by, where can they go? What are the store hours? Kind of give us the, those those things. Yes, sir. So we are open uh, Monday through Friday from 11 to 6 and Saturday from 10 to 5. And we are at 2032 Circle Road. Mike, as always, it's a pleasure, buddy. We appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. Uh, yeah, Ward, I mean, it's simple. You you don't want to lay outside. No. Get your dogs get the garage, carport, something. Get them out of the weather. It, yeah, if it's too cold for you, it's too cold for them. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, 713. We're 13 minutes after 7 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're off and running here for a Thursday morning. We're glad you're with us. If you're out and about, uh, drive safely this morning. Still a little, a little dark, but, uh, and, and, you know, I, I realize that several schools have, uh, have, I don't. I don't want to say closed. They uh, they suspended classes for right now because of the uh, COVID outbreak. But uh, look, if you're you still be careful in and around those school zones and uh, be safe driving to work this morning. Seven thirteen. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, and we are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business. Let's get a check on that weather forecast from Fox Forty Four. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Make sure you have the heavy coat today. It's going to be mostly cloudy, blustery, and cold. Highs near 40 degrees, but our wind chills are going to be in the teens. We even have a 20% chance of a wintry mix south of Waco this afternoon. Tonight, partly cloudy skies. Winds die down, and we drop to a frigid 18. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. As someone who grew up here, as a diehard sports fan, especially football fan, but a Baylor fan, being able to read Dave Campbell and listen to Frank Fallon, who was also a friend of mine through his son Steve, was like reading the Word of God and listening to the voice of God. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Ready on take one? Ready. Okay. This is a crucial moment of the audiobook, The Big Escape. Chapter 9. They had waited long enough when finally the clock struck midnight and... Wait, where are you going? Nope. When you need a taco, you need a taco. Try the beefy melt and Viesta veggie burritos. Just $2 each, only a Taco Bell. And that's my time. I'm not the voiceover guy, too. But... Oh, guess I'll breathe the legal copy. At participating Taco Bell source for limited time only. Price and participation vary. Tax extra. Taco Bell vegetarian items allow for dairy and egg consumption. Preparation methods could lead to cross-contact with me. Visit TacoBell.com for full details. The best prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo from brand names like Smith & Wesson, Kanek, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118222462. Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. 
Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, well, let's guess. Dallas Brakes. Very nice. Thank you. All right. What do I win? Welcome back into the program. This is game time here. On Your PJs, that's what you win. Yeah, absolutely. Ward's in the Alan Samuel Studios. I'm quarantining here uh, in the in the television room at, at the house, but uh, I'll be back in the studio tomorrow. It was just precautionary, I guess. Uh, but we, we are, we're glad you're with us here this morning. Uh, Baylor women win last night over Oklahoma State, 67 to 49. Uh, it was on ESPN Plus. It was on. Uh, it was right here on ESPN Central Texas. So uh, Derek and uh, had the call uh, for uh, for us here on ESPN Central Texas, and then uh, over on the uh, I don't want to say television of the streaming side, although it was on my television and it looked nice. Uh, it was John Morris, the voice of the Bears, and you hear him every day at three o'clock, and, and Jim Howard, and it was fun to watch. Uh, it, it was fun to watch. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, Ward. I don't know if you got if you got to see any of it, but Baylor in, in the paint, Baylor was dominant on both ends. Uh, Queen Egbo and Alyssa Smith combined for 21 rebounds, and then points in the paint, Baylor outscored Oklahoma State 32 to 14. I mean, so just about half of their points come from down in the paint, and you know those are. As you know, very high percentage shots when you're scoring in the paint. They are, and, you know, that's how you get back on track, isn't it? I mean, you know, you, you get a little momentum from that last win, then you get home and, and you start taking care of your business at home. And if you can get inside and, and take care of it and get it off the glass and, and be able to put it back and, and score some points in the paint, that just helps your confidence and that helps that offense kind of keep rolling. And, and, you know, and let's just be honest, there's no real easy games in this league. We talk about it on the men's side all the time. It's, it's the same way on the women's side. But if you're going to have a game uh, where, where you're going to be favored and you need to take care of your business, it was probably this game. You're at home and you're playing a team that's struggling right now at Oklahoma State. The uh, Cowgirls are now 1-5 and five in the conference. Baylor's now 2-2 two and two in the league. And again, uh, Melissa Smith had 16 points, 13 rebounds. Queen Egbo led uh, Baylor in scoring with 19 points. She had eight rebounds. Jordan Lewis also added 13 points. And, and uh, Jamie Asbury had nine points uh, for up. Uh, and Caitlin Bickle had eight. So, I mean, you know, they had balanced scoring 
and they were able to uh, to take care of their business. I, I was watching the game. I think it was 10-10 uh, in the first quarter, and then Baylor went on an 8-2 run to end the first period and, and really never looked back, outscoring Oklahoma State in all four periods uh, and winning 67-49. to So uh, after the game, the uh, head coach, Nikki Collin, visiting with, uh, with Derek and Sophia on the uh, Baylor Radio Network from Learfield, and here's what she had to say about working inside and, and, and taking care of the paint. Yeah, they did. I mean, they, they kind of lulled us with a lot of their weave action. And, um, you know, I, I thought we, we started a little lethargic, um, thought it was too easy for them to get those first 12 points, and then kind of made, made them work a little more, kind of switched up our defenses and our ball screen, you know, what we were doing against them to keep them off balance. And, uh, you know, we, we need to play through the paint, you know, and it, it, it that was what was there today. You know, people ask me after the last game, like, Oh, is that, is that what you usually want, like 29 threes? It's not a number. It's what is the defense getting giving you. This is a team that, that really denies one pass away. And, look, I thought we could have been better at times making the one more pass, making the good to great pass. I thought we missed it a few times. Um, I thought we were more aggressive off the ball screens late. But, you know, this was one of those games where they make you play more in the tunnel and make you play more in the middle of the floor. And they, they really jumped out and, and hedged our ball screen. So we had to handle that. Wasn't that refreshing to hear a coach say, okay, this is what they like to do defensively. This is what they're going to try to deny. So let's go do something else. Let's don't try to force our system, so to speak, into the strength of their defense. She said that this particular team was going to try to deny that perimeter shot. So she, they went inside. It, she didn't make it overly complicated. She just took what the defense gave them. Well, and how many times have we said that? And it doesn't matter what you're talking about. If you're talking about, you know, it, being able to take the perimeter shot, if if you got it, now look, you get, you better hit it if it's going to be out there and they're going to give it to you. Uh, you got to take advantage of it. But also, if if they're going to give you inside, then you take it, and that makes it easier on you instead of trying to force something. Yeah, I mean, you look at them, you 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 see what their strengths and weaknesses are. You you, do, you, you know, and you look at their tendency. You do all of those things, or or you but make the in game adjustment like they did. That's it's where I was going. And then at the end of the day, once the game starts, you see how they're actually going to attack you and figure out what where you can where you can counterattack. Then you go do it. I mean, and that's exactly what she was talking about the other day. Uh, Kansas, you know, was packing it down inside, daring Bader to shoot the perimeter shot, and they shot 29 threes. They're going to do what the opponent allows them to do, and, and they're going to, within their system and within, you know, within their offense, they're not going to recreate the will or anything, but they're going to, they've got options within their offense to counter whatever the defense is doing, and that's exactly what she was talking about. And I, I thought that was kind of a cool thing to say is, hey, look, you know, this is what they didn't want us to do, so we did this. And, and you know, within the offense, it was – and so that's that's what they did, and they went out and won a basketball game. And I think – you know, we were talking about it earlier, uh, Ward – isn't that kind of what Troy Aikman was saying? Is quit making it so stinking complicated? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what he was saying. You're right. Just go play the game. And, you know, and it's about Johnny's and Joe's and maybe not X's and O's sometimes. Just go play the game. And, and that's exactly what Nikki Collin was talking about last night. All right. Uh, elsewhere in the league, it was an interesting night in the conference to say the league. I'm telling you. Both on the men's side and the women's side, this is a fun league to watch. It, it really, really is. And uh, 
when you when you look at, at how the how things unfolded, uh, Oklahoma beat West Virginia last night, eighty-eight to seventy-six. Kansas, a winner last night over uh, or, or lost to Kansas State, sixty-nine sixty-one. So that's two tough losses for Kansas back to back. How about this one? Iowa State was five and zero. Oh. They lose to Texas, sixty-six to forty-eight. Tech drops a one-point decision to TCU, 51-50. So, uh, and then I think Iowa State's going to be in here on Sunday. So they are. It, it, it just doesn't get any easier. But, man, alive, Texas took uh, Iowa State out to the woodshed, didn't they? They absolutely did. And, you know, look, this is the Texas team that's going to be something to kind of keep an eye on rolling through this Big 12. They were one of the teams, even going into the season, that you looked at and said, they're going to be much improved. And they're going to get things going probably. They have a really good chance. Uh, this season and you know they they've had some games just like that one last night where they just dominate so your conference standings at the midweek has Iowa State and Oklahoma now tied at five and one Kansas State's four and two Texas is uh three and two and then Baylor's at two and two remember Baylor is two games down in games played because of a, a COVID situation, but over the next two or three weeks, that's you know they're going to get that resolved. Kansas at two and three, TCU at two and three, West Virginia one and four, and Oklahoma State one and five. So uh, it's kind of how it shakes out right now. But uh, that was you know that that was a huge win for Texas, but it was also a huge win for everybody else in the league when you had Iowa State sitting there undefeated. Yeah, that's that that kind of closes the gap with everybody, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And if you know, and if Baylor can take care of Iowa State on Sunday, you know that's going to put the Bears at Iowa State even in the loss column, and that's what you're chasing. So uh, I know we're, and again, man, it's it sounds like a broken record. We're early in the season, but here comes a big game, and, and, and I'm telling you, I think Sunday's game is going to be a a big game. Well, I think, you know, you get to this point, and especially for the women's basketball team right now at Baylor, they every game's a big game for them after not only having the, the two unexpected losses on the road, but also having the fact that, you know, they're a couple of games behind everybody else. And so they're, they're trying to chase ground in two different categories right now. And it'll be interesting if, when they do pile those games up together if they can get through that gauntlet. You know, one of those losses it was to Kansas State, close game, and, and there sits Kansas State in third place right now. They are, uh, they're, uh, they're a four and two team in the league, and fourteen and four overall. They're playing good basketball as well. I mean, you've got about six or seven, eight teams in this league that are really, really good. And that you know, that's going to make it fun down the stretch. You know, when we turn the corner in this one and and get to the back half of the schedule, you know, it's. It's going to be interesting to see, uh, again, I know it sounds like a broken record, but who can defend their home court? Because that's going to be the team that, that starts maybe separating themselves from everybody else. So this weekend, Baylor's uh, men will be in Norman to take on Oklahoma at 2 o'clock. We'll have the game beginning at 1.30. And then on Sunday, right there in the Farrell Center, 2 o'clock tip, 1.30 pregame, Baylor and Iowa State. So uh, a couple of big games on both the men and the women's side of things. And boy, it uh, should be fun, should be exciting. Looking forward to it. And and, and like, as you pointed out, Ward, we're still way early in this thing. I mean, this 
look, we're, we got a long way to go. So there's a lot of great games coming up and a lot of meaningful games coming up. But I'm just, you know, you've got some momentum on the women's side. You've got a couple of W's under your belt. You finally got to play at home for the first time in 100 years. Uh, it, well, at least that's what it feels like. Uh, and then you've got, you've got the top team of the conference coming in right now. This is your opportunity to go take care of business at home. So, uh, you know, it's a great challenge. And, and you know, what's, what, what did our good friend Butch Henry always say? Where there's a great challenge, there's a great reward. Uh, and that's the opportunity that's in front of uh, Nikki Collin and, and the Baylor women's basketball team on Sunday. And they've just got to stay consistent and, and chip away at this thing. They can't get over their skis and try to do too much at one time because that's when a game will get away from them. They just have to take it one possession at a time, one game at a time, and, and chip away at this thing and, and not panic. All right, so that's uh, that's that's a look at what uh, what what went on with Baylor women's basketball last night. Nice win. Uh, it was, all wins are nice wins, but a nice win for the Baylor women as they got to play at home for the first time in conference play. It's a 7:28. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're going to continue on our college theme, talk some college athletics. We're going to welcome into the program Shehan Jayaraja from CBS Sports. We do that next, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. The great Tony Caridi, the voice of the Mountaineers. This doesn't translate well on radio, but I texted you a picture. What's, what's your first thought when you see uh, that man with me in that picture? I thought, it, I said, like, it looked like someone took Bob Huggins' head and put it onto a different person's body with a Baylor warm-up. That's, That's right. That's or, right. And I know all of Huggs's brothers, and I said, it looks like one of Huggs's brothers. And actually, this guy looks more like Huggs's brother than Huggs's brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, that is Henry Witt Jr. He runs Affiliated Auto Glass. It's on the circle here in Waco. And he is maybe not the spitting image of Bob Huggins, but but like he could be his brother. I mean, it could absolutely be his brother. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. 
When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. That's Jen and me. Jen is my credit union. They're always there for me. They're people I trust. They treat me like family. My money, my future, my credit union. Jen ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. 19 points from Queen Egbo led Baylor to a 67-49 win over Oklahoma State. Their next action will be Sunday at home against Iowa State. C.J. Hall poured in 17 second-half points to lead MCC to their first conference win, 80-64 over Collin. The High Lassies also won their conference opener over Collin, 55-52. The Mavericks beat Toronto 102-98, and the Spurs topped Oklahoma City 118-96. The Rockets won on the road at Utah 116-111. The NFL has fined Tampa Bay head coach Bruce Arians $50,000 for slapping the helmet of a player during the wildcard game against Philadelphia. The coach says he will appeal. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's get the latest on college football with Shahan J. Araja from CBSSports.com on ESPN Central Texas. All right. Here we go, Ward. You ready? Is that Corey White? Corey Hart. Hart, sorry. Yeah, you're close. Yeah, I'm one out of two this morning. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, and we welcome into the program from CBSSports.com, Shehan Jayaraja. Good morning, Shehan. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks always for having me. We appreciate your time. Isn't it great to know the sky is not falling? The uh, Bears lost a couple of games last week, and uh, man, you would have thought the, the world was coming to an end, but they went on the road the other day and beat West Virginia in Morgantown, and, and things are things are all right with the world now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, this is obviously one of the big differences with basketball, right, is that sometimes you just go through lulls, and especially when you're like Baylor and you've lost two rotation players, including your starting point guard, things are going to be a little bit more difficult. And so I was pretty impressed with the way that they responded going on the road at West Virginia. I mean, the funny thing about it is that with the way that the Big 12 is right now, basically every win is a quality win right now, especially if you're going on the road. So going on the road and being able to beat West Virginia by nine points, I think that's, uh, you know, that in itself is a great statement. And I think the other thing, too, is that we saw some different action offensively than maybe we've, we've seen the rest of the year. You know, the, the offense has been so dribble drive oriented all year. But, you know, you only have one real guy who's able to dribble drive at a high level in James Akinjo. So I think that we saw a little bit more outside in play than maybe we've seen in the past, which I think, you know, I mean, Scott Drew's done a great job with this team for the last 20 years at this point. Uh, you know, but I think that I, I think that him finding some different ways to get players involved without necessarily having to rely on some of that same stuff that they used to, to ride to a national championship last year. I think that's going to be a key. You mentioned that, and then you look and you see where Jonathan Chamwa Chachua had 10 points. So, yeah, they were able to get the ball inside a little bit. Yeah, no question about it. And I think that that's going to be a real key for them is just finding different ways to create opportunities. Because, you know, I mean, the reality is 
most teams, uh, not even most teams, I'd say arguably every team is not going to have a threesome of guards like what Baylor had last year who can all dribble, pass, and shoot at that level. And so I think that this year's team is so much more wing-oriented. And so finding different ways to get those guys involved in, and creating opportunities, again, from the outside in in some ways, and, and finding guys who can take advantage of that. You know, I think that that Jonathan Shamo-Tachua did a great job of that. Uh, and I think that we need to see some of that from Flo Thamba too, you know, being strong with the ball inside taking advantage of opportunities and taking advantage of matchups. But uh, like you said, the sky's not falling. Baylor's going to be fine. This is still the team that, uh, you know, had the third longest winning streak in the history of the Big 12 before losing last week. And so, you know, they're still in a great position to compete for the Big 12. In some ways, does those two losses, and I know you don't ever want to put any on the right side of the column, but does that take a little bit of the pressure off the Bears where they can just relax and play now? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think that it does change the game a little bit. And I think the other thing about it, too, is that it, it sort of tells them a little bit that they're, you know, that they're fallible, that, that they can, you know, struggle, that they can have issues. And I think that sometimes, you know, you, you see teams and they need to have that moment where they realize that they can't just get by on talent. Because in, in a lot of ways, I think that down the stretch of games, it was just, okay, individuals making plays as opposed to them you know, doing winning things together per se. And so I think that, I think that while, like you said, you never want to lose two games, especially not in the fashion that you've lost them the last, uh, the last week. I do think that it's a good opportunity for people to take a step back and think, okay, you know, some of the stuff that we did didn't work. What can we do differently? You know, how can we get better? How can we work better together? And I think the other thing too, is that, you know, I, I, certainly in the Big 12, you don't want to have, you know, these stretches without some of your best players. But I think sometimes when you do have these stretches in the middle of the year, as long as you're able to survive them, which I think Baylor will, you know, it, it can sometimes help develop other guys so that when James Akinjo is back, you know, maybe it makes LJ Cryer a better secondary player. Maybe it makes Dale Bonner a little bit more prepared than he would have been when you head into March. And I think that ultimately, you know, you take the short-term hit if it does help you in the long term. And the other thing about that is it, it, it almost forces you to to figure out other ways to play the game. And I think that's exactly what you were talking about when they uh, when they went to West Virginia the other day. And one of the things that Scott Drew has, has said, and, and it, it really is, to, to your point, every time you go on the floor in this league, you're playing an NCAA caliber team. This, it's, it's high caliber basketball, and it's, it's really NCAA postseason basketball in the middle of the year. Yeah, I mean, it, it is crazy. I don't know if we've ever seen a league top to bottom that's as crazy as the Big 12 is right now. You know, for only having 10 teams, all 10 teams right now are in Ken Palm's top 64. So what that means, that doesn't mean that all 10 would make the tournament today. That's not what it means. But it does mean that every single one of them is a tournament caliber team. It means that when you go on the road and beat them, any team in this league, it's a quadrant one win. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> this doesn't happen. Usually you have a few dregs at the bottom of the conference that maybe you can take advantage of. I mean, every great conference in the history of college basketball has basically had that. But at this point, you know, the, the worst team in the league is Kansas State, who went on the road and beat Texas. Uh, you know, the second worst team in the league, arguably, is like Oklahoma State or TCU or something. And those teams have some big wins as well. Like, every game is hard in this league. It's it's. Really, I mean, you know, we've, we've seen some really good Big 12 uh, basketball leagues, but this might be the best one that we've ever seen, especially with having four teams in the top 15 right now of Ken Palm. I, I mean, there's going to be a number of teams that are going to be right there in this, this uh, championship discussion at the end of the year and several teams that I think will, that will have a chance to, to maybe sneak into the Final Four. 
How many teams do you think make the tournament out of this conference right now? Well, of course, we have to take out Oklahoma State because they're not eligible this year. And I do think that they are a team that probably would have made the field uh, or, or has a chance to make the field. I, I do think that it ends up probably being somewhere between seven and eight. Uh, you know, I think that, that right at the end there, it's probably TCU, that team that's going to need to figure out whether they can you know, get to maybe at least eight uh, conference victories because they had a poor out-of-conference schedule. But if they can get to eight, I think that that's enough to get in. I think eight and ten is enough to get in this year. Uh, Kansas State probably has a little bit of a tough path, but they're still an NIT team. You know, so every team in this league that's eligible for the postseason, I think, will make the postseason. But uh, right now, if you, if you had to ask me, I think that we're looking at probably around seven to eight. Uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, the season has a long way to go, and, and there's opportunities for even more teams to get in. Shahan, let's uh, change gears here a little bit. Let's talk. Let's talk some uh, football. And and the Big Twelve has started their conversations, their discussions on on how to approach the uh, the football season with uh, when when we do add BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and, and Central Florida will be at fourteen. So they're going to break it up into divisions, right? Yeah. So. The rule with the NCAA is that if you have more than 12 teams, you're required to break into divisions. So right now, and, and I do want to make clear, right, obviously these plans are including Texas and Oklahoma. And, you know, some people are, are saying, like, well, why would you plan for that? Why would you expect that? The reality is you have to plan for it, right? Because if Texas and Oklahoma don't leave until 2025, then the Big 12 has logistics that they have to work out. And if Texas and Oklahoma choose to leave, it's much easier to cut those logistics than it is to create new ones. And so, uh, you know, if Texas and Oklahoma are still in the league in 2023 when this transition happens, you're looking at a position where you have to split up into two seven-team divisions, uh, you know, by NCAA rule. And so I do think, though, that even when they go to 12, there's a pretty good chance that they end up doing something like divisions. So obviously with a nine-game conference schedule, it's going to be six or it will be five divisional games and four crossover games. So you'll still get to play a lot of the other teams uh, in the rest of the conference. This isn't going to be a very siloed situation. But I, I do think that it does make some sense. Certainly in this new Big 12, there is a, an obvious geographic base. You know, So I think that they could both look at a north-south type setup uh, like they used to have in the old Big 12, or they could be looking at more of an east-west setup, uh, you know, just with the way you know, you'll have teams like Cincinnati and West Virginia and UCF that are going to be in eastern time. But I do think that they're going to make an effort to probably try to keep as many of the Texas teams together as possible. I think that Oklahoma State wants to play those Texas teams almost every year if possible. And so, uh, but, but ultimately, I do think that when you have 12 teams, it's a little difficult to do it in, in a way without having uh, some sort of division-type scheduling. When you look at this conference and, and it turns the corner and OU and Texas are in the SEC, is this how big a power five is this conference? Yeah, I think that there's a lot of factors that are going to determine that. And one, one that immediately comes to mind is that, you know, if we have this playoff expansion, there's no question that this is going to be a conference that gets a team into the playoff every single year, if, if we're at 12. And really, even if we're at 8, I, I think that this league is still in a great position to put a team into the college football playoff. I mean, TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma State, I mean, all these teams over the years have had teams that have been of that caliber. Cincinnati's going to be a team that's joining the league this year that obviously made the playoff this past year. UCF had a top eight team. BYU's had a borderline top 10 team. So I think that there's going to be plenty of teams that are going to be competing for playoff spots. And the other thing I'll say about this too is that, you know, I mentioned it with basketball, but like with football too, I think that this is going to be one of the deepest leagues in college football. There's, there's, 
know, there's going to be Kansas, and Kansas has struggled to this point, but I think they've got a great coaching staff who's going to make them respectable at least. And once you get past Kansas, I mean, every team in the conference really believes that they can win and, and puts forth the resources to win, including Iowa State right now, including Texas Tech right now, including West Virginia right now. And so I, I think it's going to be a really competitive league. The big issue with, with this new Big 12 is that there probably is not a team in the entire league that's ever going to win a national championship. That's, that's just the reality of it, right? I mean, you know, in the Big 12, uh, historically, I mean, you're only looking – since the creation of the league, Texas and Oklahoma being the teams that have won it all. I, I think that probably, you know, with this new world, with potentially even more sort of disparate money, it's going to still be a really tough path for any of these teams to win. But, you know, I mean, I do think it's a league where you're looking at five or six teams ranked at any given time every single year because it's just going to be so competitive. So I think that there's going to be a clear delineation between the Big 12 and, and the SEC, for example, this new SEC, which I think is going to be head and shoulders above everybody else. But I do think that we could look at this league in a couple of years and think, you know, after the, the SEC and the, and the Big Ten, this is still one of the best leagues in college football. So I don't think that there's going to be a, a crazy precipitous drop by any means, uh, even if, again, I don't know if there's going to be a championship caliber team in there. When you, uh, when you make the divisional split, and you're assuming Texas and Oklahoma are going to fulfill the, the their contractual obligation for the next couple of years. Would you put Texas and Oklahoma in different divisions to, or would you put them in the same division to ensure that they're not going to play each other in your championship game? Yeah, I mean, I think that from a logistical perspective, it makes a lot of sense to to split them up, just because then when you do get to 2025 or 2026 or whenever it is. You can just cut them out, and you don't have to completely redo your divisional format. Now, and I mean, the reality is too, right? Like, I mean, Texas and Oklahoma uh, met once in in the Big Twelve Championship game since it's come back in 2017. You know, Texas has not been the team that's really been all that close to, to competing for that game. Now, yes, I, you do take a risk in some ways by, you know, opening the possibility to Texas and Oklahoma both being in. But I think that at the end of the day, you know, if you're the Big Twelve, you have to do what's right for the future of the conference and you know i think that the other thing too is that if you're looking at 2023 and and again we don't know exactly how long it's going to go you know you're kind of getting oklahoma and texas in the midst of a transition so in some ways having both those teams not make the championship game if you're able to do it i think would be a a big deal if if teams were able to kind of rise up and knock those teams off so i I think that if you're the big 12 you don't want to overthink it in terms of you know oh well let's try to you know make sure that they can't both make it or let's, you know, I, I think that you want to try to create things in such a way that it's going to last longest after these teams are gone. And so I, I don't know exactly how much thought is going to be given to, to whether they need to be in the same division. I, I think that ultimately they'll probably end up in separate divisions. Talking with Shehan Jayaraj and Shehan, I just noticed that uh, you've got a story out on Gary Patterson uh, joining the uh, the Texas staff in, in an off the field capacity, special assistant to the head coach. What's Gary Patterson's job in Austin? Yeah, I mean it's going to be an interesting question because the funny thing about it is that the guy who kind of originated this this special assistant to the head coach role was actually Gary Patterson, who last year had Jerry Kill on his staff as what he called head coach of the offense. Basically, uh, you know, Gary Patterson didn't want to split his time so much uh, looking between defense and offense, and uh, he hired Jerry Kill to basically overlook the offense. And I will say it resulted in the worst defense of the Gary Patterson era, but, you know, certainly Steve Sarkeesian uh, will have a chance to see whether this works. And so I think ultimately 
for Steve Sarkeesian. This is just going to be a role where Gary Patterson's just a fresh set of eyes, right? I mean, he's one of the greatest defensive coaches in the history of college football. I think that he's going to have a chance to look at the defense, evaluate what they're doing, evaluate what they're doing schematically, and maybe do some breakdowns of opposing teams. So I think it's going to end up being more of an analyst role. But at the same time, I think that it's going to be an analyst role, but probably with just a little bit more sway considering the pedigree that Gary Patterson has in this league. All right, buddy, I appreciate it. What else are you working on for us, CBSSports.com? Yeah, no, I mean, so we are uh, we're starting to put together some NFL draft stuff. Uh, of course, the early entry deadline passed this past week, so I've got a couple stories up on that. And uh, just looking ahead, you know, we'll have the Senior Bowl coming up in a couple of weeks, and, and that's obviously a great opportunity to start transitioning into, into some more NFL draft stuff. Shayhan, as always, it is a pleasure, man. We do appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me. We'll talk to you soon. Shehan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. Ward, he's in tune. Uh, you know, and I realize he, he's, a, he's a Baylor grad, but, man, he's, he's got it covered from, uh, from the state of Washington down to Florida. I mean, he is, he's on top of college, uh, particularly college football. Yeah, he, he does a nice job of, of finding things that, that you may not know of and, and bringing it to the table. He, he does a really nice job, and uh, that's, that's interesting on Gary Patterson. You know, he was at the basketball game wearing – a, a Longhorn pullover, so you knew something was about to come down. Uh, and, I, you know, special assistant to the head coach, does that mean that he's not going to be doing some coaching? It's Gary Patterson. He's going to be on, doing man. some coaching. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, you know, he has X's and O's in his sleep. Uh, so that's just part of what he does. So there you go. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about our good friends over at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. They're at 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. And look, they're, they're an award-winning dealership because they, they provide great products, but more importantly, they provide great service. It's a dealership that's trying to create a relationship. They, Yeah, they want to sell you a vehicle. I mean, that's what they're in the business to do. But you know what? They want to take care of all of your needs. They they want you to, to come back three years from now, four years from now, whatever the case may be, eight years and buy two more. They want to create that, that long-term relationship. And the only way to do that is to provide a great product Great service at a great price, and that's exactly what they do. Whether it's the uh, the uh, Ram Quad Cab or, or a Jeep Cherokee, whatever the or maybe a pre-owned vehicle, whatever the case may be, Alan Samuels wants to create that relationship with you, that long-term relationship. Hey, look, they're a part of this community. <laughs> They've proven that time and time again. You're a part of the community. Why not work together? And that's kind of the, the uh, philosophy for Ted Teague and his staff. They're going to take great care of you. It's Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. So when you're in the when you're in the market for uh, for a vehicle or for service or whatever the case may be, check them out at 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. You can check them out online too, by the way. Alan Samuels DC. DCJ.com. That's Alan Samuels, DCJ.com. Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business. When it comes to banking, you deserve the first. You deserve the first National Bank of Central Texas. Locally owned for over 100 years, we know this community inside and out. We're a bank on your side, and when you bank with the first, you'll have a banker by your side. 
Want to find out more? Check out bankingfirst.com or come by and see us at any of our six locations. That's the first National Bank of Central Texas. You deserve the first. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. It can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go and you think of calling for a ride home. Now, what's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone, drive sober, or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at universalwindowscentraltexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. 19 points from Queen Egbo led Baylor to a 67-49 win over Oklahoma State. Their next action will be Sunday at home against Iowa State. C.J. Hall poured in 17 second-half points to lead MCC to their first conference win, 80-64 over Collin. The High Lassies also won their conference opener over Collin, 55-52. The Mavericks beat Toronto 102-98. The Spurs topped Oklahoma City 118-96. The Rockets won on the road at Utah 116-111. The NFL has fined Tampa Bay head coach Bruce Arians $50,000 for slapping the helmet of a player during the wildcard game against Philadelphia. The coach says he will appeal. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back. 
This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us as we move through this Thursday morning. Ward, uh, we, we talked about it at the top of the show, but Troy Aikman uh, I, on Dallas Radio yesterday talked a little bit about what uh, what went on with the Cowboys and the 49ers, and he mentioned that it, that it happens throughout the league. He thinks that there is too much, he said, scheming, game planning, whatever you want, you want to talk about, and not enough just about simple execution of let me find my best player, isolate my best player on your worst player, and go to town. Uh, here's what he had to say. San Francisco rushed four guys for the most part. They blitzed occasionally, but they're a four-man rush football team. But a lot of times when you say that, then you think, oh, well, they're playing coverage. Well, they did, they mixed in some coverage, but there was a lot of single coverage on C.D. Lamb. And I would tell you, it was back when I was playing, and I hate going back to that point because nobody cares. But what I see around the leagues, not just Dallas, it was in Philadelphia. I've seen it with a lot of teams that a lot of these offenses, they want to scheme things. The, the coordinators just, it's all about scheme. Rather than this corner is playing soft, he's scared to death, just run the route tree. Just run a comeback. Run a, run a dig route. Run a curl. Run anything. And you're going to complete the pass whenever you want. And Irvin would have had 10 catches at halftime if they had played us the way that they played CeeDee Lamb in that game. The game's not that difficult. If, if I've got a great player at wide receiver and a corner is playing him single coverage, throw him the ball. Pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, so you've been in those coaching meetings. Let me ask you. Is Troy Aikman saying, yes, put your game plan together, but also trust your eyes. When you see something that you could take advantage of, go to town. Absolutely. And he's also saying, don't overthink the process. I mean, even even sitting down and, and breaking down film, you see that matchup. Well, you take advantage of it. You find a way, and that's what he's talking about, run the route tree. You know, get him to run a dig route. Get him to, do, to force him to run a curl. Run the slant. Run whatever you want to run because you trust your receiver that's going to get open. So you have the full route tree at your disposal, and that gives you the opportunity. If they're going to go one-on-one with you, take advantage of it. Now, with that said, once you start to do that, they're then going to get that guy some help, and then you got to go find the other matchup. Well, well then, yeah. Then, it's then, a chess game. Yes, absolutely it is. I mean, if you're going to do that, there, there's where your tight end comes in. Take advantage of it with your tight end. Run him up that seam because the safety moved over to help out. It, it's not difficult. So, was Troy? who was Troy Aikman talking to, in your opinion, yesterday? Was he speaking to – all the NFL coordinators around the league was, he, or was he speaking directly to Kellen Moore? Was he speaking to Mike McCarthy? Was he speaking to Jerry Jones? Was he speaking to Dak Prescott? Hey, throw your guy in the football. Who was he talking to? Oh, I think he's just airing frustration because of what the Cowboys did not do uh, in, in that game, and I don't, I don't know that it was directed at anybody in particular. Although it sounded kind of like to me, maybe well, it was. It sounded like a message to me. It maybe it was toward Kellen Moore. Quit overthinking the process. Wow, it, it was it was an interesting comment to say the least. Uh, and we can talk more about it. Oh, I like it. I mean, and uh, there again, that that's why he should be the GM of this team. Well, you know, you and I talked about that yesterday. There's a guy that knows the game and truly knows this organization. 
why isn't he a part of this organization? I, I have no capacity, idea. You know, and, and I, I, part of it is I don't think that he wants to be unless he's in charge. I don't think that he – if Jerry Jones somehow was to give up the GM and, and pass that on to somebody outside other than Steven, uh, is he going to sit back and let them run this organization? No. Yeah, because if he's special assistant to the general manager, he's pulling his hair out. Because he's oh, not getting anything n- done. No. There's, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. All right, 7.59. We're a minute away from 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's uh, bring John Morse back in. He's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor women's basketball finally with a home game, and they take advantage with a win over Oklahoma State. We'll give you details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. They try to find Queen down low. She takes the pass. She goes up strong. Count it and put her on the line. Queen Egmo over 1,000 points for her Baylor career. She's fired up as she went up strong to put it in. And she's got a chance at a three-point play. One of the highlights from last night's Baylor win over Oklahoma State in the Farrell Center. Derek Smith with the call, courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. Part of a big night for Queen Egbo, who went over 1,000 points in her career. She had 19 on the night, along with eight rebounds, to help lead Baylor to a 67-49 win over Oklahoma State. After the game, Derek and Sophia Young-Malcolm visited with Egbo. I just came ready to be aggressive. I know this team was looking to play aggressive, so I knew I had to be aggressive as well. And, you know, my free throws came from my guards making good passes to me under the rim and just me going up and getting that foul. And so it's definitely a two-man effort, uh, guards making good passes and just me going up and drawing the contact. But, yeah, definitely when, you know, we're scoring and we're getting to the free throw line early, it puts us in a good position because it puts the defense in foul trouble and, you know, limits what they can and can't do. Queen Egbo following last night's win over Oklahoma State in the Farrell Center that gets Baylor to 12-4 and on the season, now 2-2 two and two in Big 12 conference play. The Bears also got a double-double from Nalissa Smith, her 13th on the season with 16 points and 13 rebounds. 
13 points and 7 assists for Jordan Lewis in the win as well. Baylor now will host 7th-ranked Iowa State on Sunday, a top 15 showdown in the Farrell Center at 2 p.m. Sunday, Baylor versus Iowa State. Also, Baylor men's tennis opening the spring portion of their schedule with a 7-0 whitewashing of Creighton yesterday. They'll take on Nebraska today at 5 in Lincoln. And a reminder, our Baylor Coaches Show begins for the spring semester tonight. Come join us live at 6 p.m. from Rudy's in Waco. Hear from Baylor women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and men's head coach Scott Drew. That's tonight, 6 to 7 p.m., live from Rudy's in Waco. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barfield, Ward Whites. We are glad you're with us as we roll through the uh, 8 o'clock hour here this morning. Uh, Texas Tech, a winner the other night over Iowa State, 72-60. to 60. The uh, Red Raiders, Ward, are, uh, are playing really good basketball and uh, and getting things done. And we, uh, we wanted to talk some Red Raider basketball, so we welcome into the program Brandon Salise from RedRaiderSports.com. Brandon, good morning. Appreciate your time. Talk a little bit about this basketball team and just how well they are playing right now. Yeah, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. So, you know, C- Coach uh, Mark Adams looks like he kind of got this team a little bit rolling off. Penn uh, State, obviously, the same night that Texas Tech beat Iowa State, beat Texas and Austin. That's their, their, uh, that's Texas Tech's, you know, big loss on a Saturday morning in Manhattan. Uh, Bruce Weber was back, and the Red Raiders had just played uh, five games in ten days. So um, when they play that game, they're super, super tired and exhausted. Obviously, Mark Adams says no excuses. They have to go out and play, and they have to go out and win these big games, and they did against Iowa State last, and they beat Kansas. Uh, you know, now they're going to you know host West Virginia and you know, have a little bit of a back-to-normal schedule. So it looks like, you know, the rest to really help the Red Raiders. looks like they're kind of back on track. Um, Terrence Shannon Jr. is back, of course, on the court with the – in the starting lineup after missing like I think 10 games total um, with an injury and you know they're they're, uh, they're still without Malik Wilson a little bit his normal self but other than that he has a full, full team a full healthy team and it looks like like I said they're just back on schedule and it looks like things are just starting to really pick up for the Raiders and you know as we've seen in past years with uh, coach Chris Beard and he was at the helm um, this team can get a little dangerous if they can start getting momentum obviously um, beat number one Baylor and then just kind of you know building that that momentum and just kind of just rolling with things and it looks like they're they're hitting a hot streak so we'll see if they can keep that going here uh, on Saturday against the Mountaineers. How difficult have the fans made it at the United? It seems like that that's become a really good home court environment for the Red Raiders. Yeah, for sure. You know, I was there uh, in person when they played Iowa State, and the students being back is just uh, it's a game changer. Um, they filled their entire allotted section that they have to overflow into the top sections and they even filled that too and they let the students in i think 30 minutes prior to actually letting the the you know general admission fans in and stuff like that and they, they fill that they fill that arena up hours before they're even um you know even allowed to you know tip off the game but uh 
the fun part will be come February 1st when the Longhorns come in. Everybody's waiting for that one. Um, these games kind of leading up to that to that date are just kind of some warm-up games for them, and they're coming out in full force already. So um, it's just uh, it's, it's just insane. I know the last game was uh, the was broadcast on ESPNU, I believe, and the announced the the announced team wasn't in the in the arena for that. I think they called that one from home, and I know a lot of fans couldn't really um, on, on TV at least uh, couldn't really tell how the crowd actually was, and uh, it, it was it was absolutely wild. Um, it's one of the most hostile, probably uh, you know, environments in the Big Twelve, and. That just dates back from the team's recent history because, you know, years ago, it never would have been like that. Nobody could ever imagine it being like that. Um, now that it is, it's uh, it's just been a total, total game changer for the Red Raiders. Can you see any significant differences in how this team is coached this year than how Chris Beard coached this team? Yeah, that's a really good question, actually. You know, once I actually kind of step back and kind of look at things, um, they're still a great uh, defensive team. We knew that was going to be the case with Mark Adams. He was always, you know, uh, Beard's defensive guy. Uh, the offense seems to be, in a way, you know, they got away from the motion offense at least. Um, you know, they're trying to push the ball up with Kevin McCuller, trying to, you know, keep it, um, you know, with their point guards. But it looks like their offense has kind of loosened up a little bit. But I think when you actually do kind of take a step back, they're gonna, they've kind of built this tradition now that they're going to play strong defense wherever they are, if they're on the road or if they're at home. Or if they're at home. And um, that's just kind of how Mark Adams wants to play. And he's been successful in making teams play with them instead of, you know, them kind of, you know, kind of trying to play with another team unless, you know, like Kansas State that we saw the game the game plan kind of shifted uh, towards the Wildcats there. But usually Red, uh, the Red Raiders are able, able to kind of keep it, keep it, keep the ball literally on their court and just kind of, you know, play their pace of a game. And I think that's kind of, you know, that's kind of stuck even though uh, Chris Beard left here. How good is this Mark Adams defense? Oh man, it's it's uh, it's still uh, and it's kind of funny because Mark uh, Coach Adams would tell you himself that uh, they've probably taken a step back on defense. But uh, if you watch them, man, I mean they're they're just on the ball. They can you know they can play zone as best of any team. They can play man as best of any team. They can press when they want to press. Um, they just seem like they just have total control when you see them on on the defensive end of the ball. Um, I think they get a little um, a little frantic on offense at times. But um, we've seen that their defense is just kind of stuck around. Their rebounding is, is getting better. It's improving. And, you know, I think they just have the, the personnel-wise, at least. they just This year, they just have the guys that they need. I think every guy kind of is already knowing their role, really fitting into what they need to do on defense. And um, if you're going to play with Coach Adams, then, you know, that's something that you need to do. You need to be able to, to guard and defend. Talk with Brandon Salise from RedRaiderSports.com. Brandon, it, every year this is a great league, but does it does it seem a little deeper this year than than in other years? Yeah, it does. You know, somebody uh, asked Coach Adams that you know the other day, and after the K State loss, and you know, he just says you kind of you every year they every team knows that they can't go into a game thinking they're just going to go out and win and just you know win comfortably. Uh, we saw that against you know K State, and then Texas found that out against the Wildcats as well. Their record really doesn't show that, but um, at the same time, you really can't just go into a game thinking you're going to win. And you know, I think they all, they all kind of know that. But yeah, this, it just seems like you know every well, it is every year that this conference is just um, you know it's a juggernaut. Everybody just kind of can be anybody on any given day, and I think that's still true um, true now. And everybody's going to kind of keep you in, into the fight as Coach Beard and Coach Adams kind of keeps into their program the you know the 18 round fight kind of deal and now you know we're 
We're actually getting really, you know, close to the end here. So, you know, uh, he'll tell you that they go in every single game just knowing that, you know, they could, if they, you know, have a terrible turnover game, that, you know, they can actually just drop a game to one of the, you know, bottom, bottom teams of the league. So, um, yeah, it just seems like, you know, every year this conference is just, it's just so tough. And uh, I think all the coaches probably know that as well. Who does this offense run through right now? Yeah, I think right now, um, with with all the COVID stuff that we saw in the past, um, some injury things. Uh, yeah, I think Kevin McCuller is just a, a big name to watch out for with the Red Raiders. Now that uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. is back, you can tell he's a little rusty. But, you know, they kept him in the game late against Iowa State just so he can kind of knock off some of that rust because I think they do want to really play for him. And, you know, they they know he's an NBA guy. He's just, you know, he's been – He's just been off his game since since that injury it really set him back. Um, before that, though, honestly, like Clarence Nadolny is a guy that was off the bench that was inserted into a starting role, and he just kind of seemed to be able. When, once Kevin McCuller was out, that is, uh, Clarence kind of stepped up in there and they ran the offense through him a little bit. And then uh, Bryson Williams, the UTEP transfer, they they brought him in knowing he's a huge scoring threat, and they played through, they've uh, they played through him before. Uh, Kevin O'Bannon, he kind of just kind of just circulates it seems like the red raiders this year have somebody that can actually take over a game and it'd be a different person every night and i know coach adams loves that but i think through and through i think they would love if terry shannon jr was the guy that they could kind of just let take over every single game but um like i said he's just been rusty so we'll see if he can kind of get it back in gear Brandon, you mentioned it a few minutes ago texas coming to town february the first it's just right around the corner what are you expecting from the red raider fans uh, when Chris Beard steps back into the United, well, I'm expecting maybe ESPN to you know use use some silent mics every now and again because <laughs> um, it's just it's just going to be a different crowd. I mean, I think everybody's just going to anticipating that one, and everybody's trying to guess what's going to happen. I think we can all kind of assume that um, it's not going to be a, a very friendly environment once Chris Beard comes onto the court at all. Um, once the Red Raiders or uh, once the Longhorns, that is. Take the court for warm-ups. I'm expecting just you know just a large amount of booze. I mean, I don't I don't see how the at least the students you know I don't see how they can kind of you know let up for the for the Longhorns on that one. And I'm I'm pretty sure you know they're going to have some pre-game festivities out and about. So um, yeah, I just don't think it's going to be the most friendly environment for uh, for Chris Beard. That's for sure. On the football side of things, signing day just right around the corner. What are you expecting from this new coaching staff? Uh, for the Red Raiders, you know, um, so you know, since Joey uh, McGuire uh, took over, they've been hitting hitting the road on recruiting. They're very um, vocal about that on Twitter and social media. They um, all the assistants they always uh, post pictures of the high school that they're at. Um, you know, they're just it seems like they're just really getting this thing kind of going, and um, you know, very limited amount of transfers are leaving the program and. Um, you know, you see McGuire out here offering five-star guys and just, you know, four-star guys. That they, they, you know, the fans actually believe that they can actually land because of Joey McGuire, just because of his background, his reputation in Texas high school football. Um, and I'm expecting him to, you know, to get some big, bigger names into the program, and that's going to be a change for the Red Raiders that we haven't seen really in the past. I think um, the, the past coaching staff was kind of on that track. Um, things just didn't go their way. Um, we saw Sonny Cumbie leading the team to that bowl game victory over Mike Leach. That was huge. And just, it seems like momentum, it really is behind the Red Raider football program. Obviously, 
that all changes once the once the ball's kicked off for the season. But um, right now, things are things are looking like they're going good with uh, with Joey McGuire at the helm. Hey, uh, Brandon, what are you working on uh, for RedRaiderSports.com right now? Oh, uh, right now we're getting ready for baseball season. Actually, uh, you know we're uh, you know seeing all these preseason rankings. The official roster hit the web the Texas Tech Athletics website. Um, so we're you know breaking down the the Texas Tech baseball roster with with uh, action on the diamond just right around the corner. Obviously, um, still working on basketball stuff, and so I'm getting ready for spring football. But um, baseball is really really on our radar right now. Red Raiders look to be um, another you know contending again this year. So. Uh, that's always a fun one to to look out for, for sure. That's kind of become the norm, hasn't it? Yeah, Red Raiders oh, in yeah. contention for a championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm always in their in their view right there with uh, with Coach Tadlock. That's for sure. Absolutely. Hey, Brandon, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much today. Mm-hmm, for sure. Thanks, Dad. Talk to you soon. That is at Brandon Salise from RedRaiderSports dot com. You know, Ward, that's that's true. Uh, Coach Tadlock and and that baseball staff. Uh, man, they put together championship caliber teams year in and year out. It, it's always fun to watch uh, watch Big Twelve baseball as well. Hey, yeah, they've they've really come a long way and and been able to you know be a postseason team more times than not and and have a chance. And you know, I I think they're going to be good. I think Texas is going to be improved. Uh, you you look at this conference and uh, you know I guess we could rinse and repeat because it there's going to be a lot of parity in baseball too. It should be fun to watch. It is, and when I look at Texas Tech, one of the things that I, that just jumps off the page to me is, you know, one of the many reasons, and there's a lot, of why they've improved baseball-wise is their facilities. Uh, it's top-notch right now. Oh, it's and, outstanding. And, and it wasn't always. Uh, no. But, but it is right now. No, they've come a long way. They, they've really done a lot uh, and, and built something that, you know, it, it's become a destination in Lubbock because you look and watch – uh, those games or go out to those games, hey, it's a full house each and every time they take the field. And they're rowdy. Yeah, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> they are rowdy. So, uh, anyway, it should be a lot of fun. I get, Yeah, baseball, we, we forget about it, but baseball and softball uh, beginning in February. And I know this, the, the McLennan Highlander baseball team, uh, the defending national champions, by the way, we'll get Mitch on the program here in a few days. Uh, th- they start at the end of January. So it's here, uh, just a couple of weeks away, and they'll be playing some games. And then I know they're going to a big tournament uh, over in Florida, an early season uh, showcase-type tournament where you're going to see the elite teams in uh, in junior college baseball play. Uh, and, and, you know, they're going to get an early early report card, if you will, on, on their team. And I know that, you know, and that's one thing that Mitch Thompson's always done. He'll play anybody uh, anywhere. Uh, and and so they're going to go over there and do that. So w- we've got baseball and softball just around the corner. Springtime is so busy. You have so many things going on at once. And, man, they're just, you know, they're kind of tripping over each other. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it's fun. I mean, it, for us, it's fun because we're, we've got just tons of things to look at and, and go see and, and, and watch and and. and Look, we'll have baseball and softball in, in just a couple of weeks, so look forward to that. All right, and, and by the way, we will have all of your baseball and softball games right here uh, on our family of radio stations. 101.3 is your home for Glenn Warren, the Baylor softball team. ESPN will have all of the uh, the baseball games, and when there's conflicts, we have uh, other locations that that will uh, will place the baseball games when they conflict, like with uh, basketball games, and, and we'll have some of that overlap. Ward, we always do. 
Yeah, there's no doubt it gets busy, and you're fixing to see a, a lot of overlapping and a lot of athletes on the field. That's why you know I really enjoy the spring sports. You'll have you know baseball and softball, which you just mentioned, but you got track and field, which mm-hmm. I absolutely love. You got tennis, you got golf, you got you got a, a lot of athletes not only on the collegiate level but in the high school level too, competing for championships. Should be a lot of fun, and uh, we'll uh, we'll keep you up to date on all of that right here on ESPN Central Texas. 818, let's get a check on the weather forecast, and uh, we'll do that with our friends at Fox 44. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Make sure you have the heavy coat today. It's going to be mostly cloudy, blustery, and cold. Highs near 40 degrees, but our wind chills are going to be in the teens. We even have a 20% chance of a wintry mix south of Waco this afternoon. Tonight, partly cloudy skies. Winds die down, and we drop to a frigid 18. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women home again in Big 12 play this Sunday hosting Iowa State. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Sunday. Join Sophia Young-Malcolm and the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith, all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Watching TaxLayer calculate your refund feels like climbing to the apex of a roller coaster. Here we go! And flying down the tracks. <laughs> At maximum refund speed. File for free with TaxLayer Simply Free and get your guaranteed maximum refund. TaxLayer. File fearlessly. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. When you bought your home, it was a big and emotional investment. The last thing you want to discover is termites or any wood-destroying insect causing damage. At 855-BUGS, we understand the value of a safe home, and we want to protect you and your loved ones from all the pests that live in hidden places. Let us ensure your home is protected with a full inspection, preventative treatment, and a comprehensive ongoing treatment plan to stay ahead of termites and all pests. Visit 855-BUGS.com to learn more about our promise to protect your home and family. If you're an employer and you want to win the competition for good employees, you need the right package of benefits. You know, one of the biggest things that employers have to be mindful of is attracting talent. Hey. Hurley Benefit Services President Michael Hurley. And today we all know that uh, talent is harder to find and harder to keep than ever before. And there are studies out there that show it, that employees have actually left one employer for another 
not because they pay better, but because their benefit package was more beneficial. And that's where we come in to help, is to make that benefit package affordable, valuable, and to attract and retain the talent that you have. And I really have been able to help people. Hurley Benefit Services stands alone in the industry in offering unique, cost-saving health coverage for employers and their employees. Set a no-cost, no-obligation appointment with Hurley Benefit Services to find out more. Hurley Benefit Services is locally owned, and they're online at HurleyBenefitServices.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y BenefitServices.com. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. This is Game Time. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us as we move through a Thursday here on ESPN Central Texas. Glad to have you with us. And our 8 o'clock hour this morning is brought to you by our good friends at VersaLift Southwest, where you can elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest. They're now hiring hydraulic electrical and service technicians they offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay so stop by 7601 imperial drive to apply so there you go good good stuff there you didn't uh, name that one you know i didn't <laughs> you want to help me uh yeah i can help you ted mr nugent yes stranglehold and I wasn't paying attention. See, I was I was looking for something on on the uh, laptop while we were, as we call it, bumping back. Uh, so I missed that one. I'm sorry. I mean, he he's just right down the road. I should mm-hmm. never miss that. Never, never should miss that. All right, you know, and I don't know how you feel. I'm not a big awards guy. Uh, you know, but I, I think this is pretty darn cool. Uh, congratulations to Dave Aranda. Uh, Maxwell Football Club named him the uh, Coach of the Year, the George Munger Coach of the Year. And I think it's uh, it's a great honor, but I think it says, hey, look, look at the job that he and his staff did turning two wins to 12 wins. And, and, and that's, that's a pretty cool statement. Very cool. And very well deserved, too. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, I mean, this was a football team that was picked eighth in the conference, and they finished fifth in the country. I mean, it, you know, Aranda and, and, and Michigan's Jim Harbaugh tied for the best turnaround with, with 10 games. But, look, Jim Harbaugh has been in, in, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, for more than six weeks. You know, that's what it kind of felt like for Dave Aranda. He, he, he got here, and then COVID hit. And we all know that story. We've all we've told the story, but I mean, it's 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 a fact. I mean, he didn't get to do the things that he wanted to do. And while they were going through that first bumpy road, uh, the the first season, he realized, hey, this is not the direction I want our offense to go. He's not saying that those offensive coaches were bad coaches. He said it's not the direction he wanted his football team to go. So he made a change. How many first year head coaches go in and go? I'm going to clean out my offensive staff after one year. I mean, that was a tough decision that he felt like he had to make, and he made it. Now, when, being a defensive guy, he looks over there and he sees, okay, this offense is putting too much strain on my defense. We can't be successful as we want to be if we're on the field the whole time. So I've got to find a different philosophy to be able to 
give us the opportunity to get off the field and have that offense sustain some drives so the defense can take over, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, but for me, it was he, he's looking into that offensive room, and he says, well, there's a guy that's been a head coach at several places. He's been a coordinator at several more places. Uh, I, I've been a head coach for, you know, for six months, but he still pulled the trigger. Uh, he, st- he he had enough confidence in what he wanted in the vision that he wanted that he was able to pull the trigger and look at the results. Uh, Jeff Grimes and, and that offensive staff, unbelievable what they what they were able to do because you know, as well as I, we talked about it a million times. You know, during the summer, where's this football team going? We think they're pretty good on defense, but man, oh man, do they got to get better up front? Well, that was one of the strengths of this football team was their offensive line. It was the strength of this football team and a huge turnaround. In fact, it's been the best offensive line that Baylor's had in in many, many, many years. And it's going to be good next year, too, with, uh, what, four or five guys coming back. Uh, They've already made the commitment to come back, do the work in – in the in the uh, in the spring and and in the summer to get better and and these you know they're going to be good up front again. Uh, now they got to find some spots. There's some spots that they got to fill, uh, but they're up front where it begins. They're going to be pretty darn good again. Well, and that's where it starts. You're right. I mean, if you if you can win that battle in the trenches and and be able to give yourself a chance to let your playmakers make plays, you're going to be successful, and that's what they've been able to do. And again, well deserved. This is so cool for Dave Aranda. The uh, and he's the first Baylor coach to win the George Munger Coach of the Year award, and he'll be honored uh, on March the 18th this spring at, at the 85th Maxwell Football Club National Awards Gala uh, in in Atlantic City, New Jersey. So congratulations, Coach Aranda. Uh, just a cool honor, neat deal, good stuff. Uh, let's see what else do we have going on. Uh, Lark mentioned it in Sports Center, but you know we had, uh, and, and I guess we've got to have, start having him on before every game. I mean, we we have Kevin Gill on yesterday, and they immediately go out and win a basketball game, and not just a game. They beat the tenth ranked Collin County team, uh, eighty to sixty four last night. Uh, how about that? Uh, that's a nice win for the McClendon Highlanders. It's a big win, and and it's a big step forward for you know as we heard from Coach, you know they've. They've battled throughout this COVID problem, and they've been off the floor and trying to get their legs underneath them. And and he really didn't he didn't sound extremely confident that they could get out there and play a, a full game just because of they haven't been able to practice, they hadn't been able to do things, and, and guys had to miss ten days in a row, whether they're in quarantine or whether they were sick, and then ten days. So you know there was a lot of question marks, but boy, did they uh, put those to bed in a hurry. They had a lot of disappointment because they lost to Temple on Monday night and didn't feel like they played to to their standards. Uh, and so they, they dropped that first conference game uh, in their first game back since COVID. And, you know, you, so you lose that game on the road. And congratulations, you get to play the 10th-ranked Collin County team the next night. And not only did they play them, they, they win big, 80 to 64. And in the afternoon started with the High Lassies winning over Collin 55-52 to pick up their first conference win of this season. So uh, last night in the in the uh, in the Highlands was uh, was a good night for McLennan basketball. Yeah, and look, uh, it, this is going to be a competitive uh, conference as well, and and you've got to be able to 
just go in there and steal a couple, and that's what they were able to do on both sides. So uh, good stuff for the uh, MCC men and the uh, MCC women as they go out and pick up some wins, and uh, they will now hit the road, and they're going to head over towards Abilene, and they're going into uh, Ranger, Texas to take on Ranger this Saturday. So uh, best of luck to Ricky Rhodes and to Kevin Gill and the McLennan Highlander and High Lassie basketball teams. 8.30, this is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an art support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right art supports. After walking around with the art supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Helmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. Now is the time to join their team with current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at howmet.com slash Waco Careers. Howmet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco. Apply today. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. 19 points from Queen Egbo led Baylor to a 67-49 win over Oklahoma State. Their next action will be Sunday at home against Iowa State. C.J. Hall poured in 17 second-half points to lead MCC to their first conference win, 80-64 over Collin. The High Lassies also won their conference opener over Collin, 55-52. The NFL has fined Tampa Bay head coach Bruce Arians $50,000 for slapping the helmet of a player during the wild-card game against Philadelphia. The coach says he will appeal. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald on ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward White's in our Alan Samuel Studios. Yours truly here working from the house today. That's it's kind of a different deal. Uh, we welcome you to the program and we welcome Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald into the program. And first, Bryce, before we talk local sports, when are you going to get this Major League Baseball thing resolved so we can have MLB baseball this spring and summer? Yeah, I think that's beyond my uh, capabilities. Uh, if uh, if I had any control over that, I would have I would have done it in 1994. Uh, that was that was quite a year. Of course, we remember that 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 was the year the World Series got uh, got canceled. Um, so yeah, it, you know, hopefully they'll they'll get it straightened out in time for for a season. Do you have a good feel for it? Not really. I haven't followed it that closely um but uh just the fact that um you know it's it's january and there's and they don't have a deal done does make you a little nervous yeah i I, we've we've talked about it a million times and they're both so stubborn so uh, who knows all right uh bryce uh, I, i was reading your article uh about the scheduling situation this has become very difficult for these district administrators to try to put schedules back together uh, because of the COVID and, and the stoppage of school uh, as far as, as far as that's concerned. So uh, do you kind of get a feel that, that things are, they've kind of got a, a plan now moving forward for the rest of the, uh, the basketball district races? Yeah, they have a plan. The problem will be if any other team, any other school in in that particular district that we're talking about, which uh, uh, was Conley and Mejia and La Vega, that basketball district, uh, you know, if if any other school has to shut down or, or miss any games, uh, that would really throw a wrench in the things because there's just not a lot of wiggle room built into the schedule this year. And you know, these are district games that we're talking about. So they kind of need to be played. Um, you know, you might have just a little bit of, of space there at the end of the season where you, those times where you might usually play a uh, playoff warm-up game. But but right now, like Conley and, and Mejia, um, they'll be playing three games a week just because they've had to deal with, you know, like you said, uh, school shutting down, which when school shuts down, that shuts down all of the uh, athletic schedule. Is there going to be a possibility or a danger of they're going to have to be forced into forfeiting games because of one team can play and one team can't? They just don't have a choice? It's certainly that possibility. You'd hate to see that. Um, but, yes, I think, you know, that that is – you know, a potential problem and, and something that could happen. Um, and you, you hate for playoff races to come down to that. Um, you know, we, we've seen all kinds of things these last two years since COVID arrived. And, um, 
you, every time you think, oh, we're kind of past all this, uh, then, you know, it pops back up and we have spikes in cases and it, it's just like we're starting all over again. At some point, I think we're going to have to get to the point where we figure out how to play through all of it and, you know, whatever that looks like. Yeah, it, it certainly sounds like that. Uh, let, let's move to the next level. And, and Kevin Gill's team last night got a big win over Collin County. Uh, Baylor goes on the road and beats West Virginia. Uh, Nikki Collin wins back-to-back games. So uh, it's pretty good right right now around here. Yeah, no doubt. We were just talking about it on a podcast yesterday. Uh, the win by Drew's team certainly was a, was a big one and a – um, and an impressive one. I mean, the Bears were reeling a little bit, you know, losing back-to-back home games. To me, the second one certainly was glaring. Um, I did not think they played very well at all against Oklahoma State. I mean, turnovers, missed shots, it was it was downright ugly. And, uh, <laughs> you know, then they bounce back and they come out and they're busting shots all over the place in Morgantown, which is not an easy place to play. Um, so yeah, that, that was an impressive win, a big win and, and thrust the bears right back into, uh, you know, the race for a big 12 title. I think when it comes down to it, just given the parity in this league right now, um, you know, it's probably going to be a team that has like four losses in the big 12 that, that wins this thing. I mean, I just feel like, you know, they're that, uh, sort of evenly matched and and there's you know potentially not really just a a dominant team um i think there's just several good teams pretty you know pretty good teams uh could could baylor be great um you know we'll see i I, i'll say this I, i mean i think um they're tough they've got a lot of the same um characteristics that, that you know they won a national championship with last year including you know rugged defense and and they're with when sohan is is healthy to me that pushes them to another level because then you have sohan and kendall brown as just these big bodies that can guard you know wings like uh you know like they didn't really have that last year i think where they're obviously taking a step back you know, and this is no knock on uh, Cryer and Flagler and, you know, the guards they have now. Uh, I mean, Jared Butler, Maceo T, Davion Mitchell, those guards were on another level. I mean, that's why uh, they're in the NBA now. So um, <clears throat> they still they still got good guards. I just don't think they're quite at that level. Uh, uh, you know, and that's, again, that's no knock when you're talking about uh, four of the best guards they've ever had over on the women's side they get a big win last night in the Farrell center first time to get a conference game inside the Farrell center how big a win was that for nikki collin and this program at home yeah i think it was a needed one uh really if you go back to what sunday when they won i thought that was uh just good for for their confidence so you know they're kind of moving in the right direction again and similarly um, and, and to me, this is much more unusual on the women's side. Um, I, I think the race is pretty wide open on the women's side, too. And so, you know, the fact that 
they do have two losses in the Big 12, does not put them out of it uh, at all. I mean, I said from the start when they when they hired Nikki Collin that, um, you know, this may, you know, be a new era where uh, Baylor doesn't just fall out of bed and just dominate everyone in the Big 12, but you could still win the Big 12 with multiple losses. I mean, um, and so, uh, you know, that, that may be hard for, for Baylor fans to swallow as they've gotten accustomed to just, you know, as I said, uh, just domination. Uh, but uh, it's certainly a little more interesting. <laughs> you know, no, you more said more. falling out of bed and winning games. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, that's kind of what they did. Now, that's not to take anything away from like the work that they put in, but uh, at the same time, um, you know, Chad mentioned it on our po- on our podcast um, back when you know they had a lot of those players like uh, Kalani Brown or Brittany Griner, or Lauren Cox, or whatever. They had a certain intimidation factor that was like at least you know, 10 points, you know, teams would come out on the floor and they just, you know, you could sense that they need a work and a win. Um, you know, so that, that is where they're, they probably don't have that anymore, but also I feel like you've got to, you know, give Nikki Collin a little bit of time to get, you know, some of her recruits in here and, and, you know, let's get a, a better sense of just what her program is going to look like. Talking with Bryce Cherry, the Waco Tribune Herald, and, and and Bryce, we were we were talking about it. It was it was kind of refreshing listening to Nikki last night on the post game show. You know, in Kansas, I think they shot twenty nine threes last night. They went inside and, and, and got thirty two points in the paint. And she said, "Hey, look, do what they're going to 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 allow you to do." And it, basically, in a nutshell, and there's a lot of coaches that won't do that. A lot of coaches say, "We're going to run our stuff, and that's what we're going to do." She just adjusted to what the defense. Uh, and what Oklahoma State allowed her to do, and that was kind of refreshing to see. Yeah, and there's no question. Anytime you talk to Nikki Collin or, you know, just get a chance to interact with her a little bit, uh, she is uh, extremely smart. I mean, you know, and so um, she's not one, I don't think, is just going to ram her head into the wall and try the same thing over and over, even if it's not working. Um, So, yeah, I mean, to me, that's the sign of of good coaching is when um, when they give you you know X take X you know I mean and and, and until it you know until it doesn't work anymore so um, yeah I, I think uh, I think that's the sign of a, a team that's you know getting a little bit more maturity a little bit more confidence I think confidence is huge for this team right now because uh, when they were sitting there at zero and two. Again, that was that was unfamiliar territory for this bunch. They're used to just kind of buzzing through the Big 12. So now, you know, you've got a little bit of momentum going again. And, and if they can start, you know, kind of believing, um, that's half the battle. When you look at this conference, you mentioned it a little bit on the women's side. The, the parity is there because of that Baylor's not just dominating is this a conference where any team can come in on any given night and steal one away because of just be there's so much parity in this conference and it how fun is that going to make it down the stretch? I think it makes it 
highly entertaining for fans and and media covering the league, uh, you know, and so to a certain extent, you can say that, and I don't know if we should call it, you know, the fall of Baylor. I don't think they, you know, the fact that the, that the Bears are sitting there 15th in the country, I mean, they're still pretty good. Um, but, you know, let's just say the the drop-off of Baylor a little bit um, is, is good for the Big 12 as a whole. Um, when it, when Tim Mulkey had this thing going for for you know the better part of two decades, uh, it was it was very top heavy. I mean, there were some years where you had Oklahoma and back when A and M was in the league, you did have some other teams. Uh, you know, Texas has had you know some some teams here and there. Uh, but now it's much more evenly matched. And so, I, I mean, I think for the conference as a whole, uh, that's a good thing. Bryce, what are you, uh, what are you guys working on for, uh, for the next couple of days? Yeah, so we will uh, cr- release, crown, whatever you want to say, the, uh, the Jinx Tucker uh, Trophy winner uh, this weekend. We'll, we'll announce who that is and have a story on – on is that, that Sunday? Uh, I'll decide that here soon. It'll be Saturday <laughs> or Sunday. Still working some moving parts out there. And then I've got a story coming out uh, tomorrow um, on a local high school basketball team, a boys' basketball team that has aspirations of winning a state championship. Kind of maybe a little bit off the radar of everyone uh, that we're talking about Texas Wind. Uh, Texas Wind right now uh, is 16 and two on the year. Um, of course, we know, if you follow you know high school sports around here, you know Texas Wind is a program for homeschool kids and, and kids who might go to schools that don't have like a basketball team or something. But most schools around here do have a basketball team, so it's mostly homeschool kids. Uh, and yeah, they're they're playing really well. They have a lot of wins over you know. Uh, UIL and TAP schools around here have beaten, you know, Live Oak and Vanguard and Bremont and Meridian. And so they've, they've, uh, they're playing pretty well. That'd be a fun read. So that's, uh, that's good stuff. I'm excited. I'm excited to, to know when the Jinx Tecker award is going to, uh, going to be released. So, uh, that, that'd be a lot of fun too. It's always great to see that. All right. Uh, Bryce is always, it is a pleasure, man. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. Bryce Jerry, the Waco Trib, 849, and this is ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here, and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unisil windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows, they've got that brand new home effect. You 
so windows direct. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at pioneerboys.com. I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry, including rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the Western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. The Waco Convention Center is turning 50 years old this year. Nearly everyone in Waco has attended an event at the Waco Convention Center at some point in their life. The Waco Convention Center's 50th anniversary celebration is Wednesday, January 26th from 3 to 6 p.m. and it's open to the public. It's a come and go reception with a special presentation at 4 o'clock. To share your memories and photos of your special events or for more information, please visit wacocc.com or go to their Facebook page. RSVP today. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Having a tough time paying your bills? Learn how to reduce your credit card debt to a fraction of what you owe. Call the Debt Helpline now for free advice. 800-329-9912. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. 19 points from Queen Egbo led Baylor to a 67-49 win over Oklahoma State. Their next action will be Sunday at home against Iowa State. C.J. Hall poured in 17 second-half points to lead MCC to their first conference win, 80-64 over Collin. The High Lassies also won their conference opener over Collin, 55-52. The NFL has fined Tampa Bay head coach Bruce Arians $50,000 for slapping the helmet of a player during the wildcard game against Philadelphia. The coach says he will appeal. 
Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, Tom and Ward here on a Thursday morning. Don't forget, coming up at uh, 9 o'clock, it is Greeny. 3 o'clock this afternoon, it's the John Morris Show, and John is going to have former Baylor Bear and big leaguer Sean Tolleson on the program. Oh, I remember Sean as the Ranger closer. Boy, he was good. Uh, so Sean Tolleson will join John Morris uh, later today, and then the Matt Mosley program at 4 o'clock this afternoon. You know, we were talking, Ward, about the Big 12, and we've said it a, long, a, a million times, probably to, to the point where people are, are tired of it, but I don't think you – it's 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 absolutely a thousand percent true. You're in this league. I don't care if it's the men or the women. You're going to have bad days, and you may even have bad weeks. It's just the way it is. But it's how you respond to that. And Scott Drew talked about that the other day. Well, I, I can tell you that uh, uh, this league is one of those leagues you don't want to be on a losing streak because nobody feels sorry for you. And uh, um, no matter what you say, uh, you can pick any sport. Um, you lose, you make errors, you lose a little confidence. And uh, you want to get back to winning as quick as you can. Um, so you miss three or four four-foot putts, you better make the next one. Otherwise, the mothers get tough. Uh, and I'm not even a golfer, I just know that. So kind of like free throw shooting and everything else. So um, really important to uh, not not uh, let one win or one loss lead to two, three, and four. And then before long, those streaks get big. So it was two, and then they went to West Virginia and stopped that streak, and now they'll continue on the road this Saturday when they take on Oklahoma. Yeah, it's a big win, and they, and they needed that, and it's just what he said. You know, you've got to find a way to, to get it done. No matter what it takes, you've got to find a way to, to get off that skid, and, and it's just like anything else that he, you know, he mentioned the free throws. I mean, you, you see guys go through those those slumps and sometimes they they move from one spot on the floor to another or they you know dribble the ball three or four times instead of just two times they they change that up just to try to get back to being in the swing of things and and for the bears getting back in the swing of things is is getting back into winning ways and they did it uh, the other night against West Virginia. And they'll try again Saturday against OU. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, many thanks to everyone who's been a part of the program. We will do this again tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas. For Ward, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. The Bears stay on the road in Big 12 play, headed to Norman to take on OU this Saturday. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Baylor men's basketball 